You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hey there, listeners. You're listening to episode 50 of... Okay, 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 What okay. the Folks okay. Born. <laughs> this is our first... <laughs> Hello, everyone! Welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. This is episode 50. Tyler is sick, so... This episode is What the Folk Spore. And I might be next. The three of us are riddled with spores right now. I'm, I'm incubating. I am... Oh, it's, it's gonna... Any, any minute, it's gonna blossom. I'm fighting a good fight, trying to stave both you of have, them off you have like a vent screen and a hazmat suit something is going to pop out of my chest and latch itself onto gordy's face <laughs> and then i'm just gonna <laughs> that's leave. where we're at you described my like number one all-time nightmare <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome i thought that was head cramps being being the host to a parasitic alien that's it that's number one if i could if I could just safely cross anything in the universe off the list of things that will never happen to me, it'd be that. What if we re- recontextualized it and not not necessarily host, but like partner? So like a trill from Star Trek. Sure. That's potentially different. <laughs> yeah, you and the head crab are just buddy cops. No, I've... <laughs> <laughs> There's a machinima series for you, for you. Head crab zombie, and head crab equals lethal weapon, half life, half life lethal weapon. It's only seven centuries from retirement. Anyway, what we do on this show, um, other than this, is I will be reading a story to these two gentlemen, a folk tale or fairy tale from somewhere in the world that neither of them have heard of. And they will react accordingly to its nonsensical plot lines. Apparently, That's... this episode will be done through their death cries. <laughs> I think a lot of the reactions this time is just going to be bile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we, this time if we throw up, there's a potential other source. No, I'm leaving. Mid-story. If either of you throw up in the middle of this episode, I'm gone. I got a box here. It's okay. Throwing up is my head crabs. That's the one thing I wouldn't want out of this world. <laughs> you don't enjoy throwing up? I don't enjoy the concept I, or... I love throwing up when I have to do it, because it feels so much better afterwards. I have, like, a, a fear of it. Get it out. I would like it if that was true, but that largely is not the case for me. It is just a portent <laughs> for worse tidings. Fair enough. Um, so, you just explain what we did. Yeah. We're covered. Yeah, um, you'll I'm... get you'll get the hang of it. Don't worry. Just just listen. It'll Did be we fine. say our names? No, not yet. Okay. I'm Carmen the immune. I'm Tyler the very much not immune. I'm Gordy, and apparently I'm patient zero. <laughs> Up until this point, I had never noticed your very simian-like features. <laughs> yeah, or the fact that you expressed yourself largely in bananas. That's <laughs> that's my first language. It's true. It's how we met. It's banana and sign language. He was in a philosophy class, and he spoke only bananas. All right, so today we are going to Hungary. I don't think we've been there before. I don't think so. We've been near there. Are they going to let us in? Um, not you two. 
But We're going to go... be stuck in quarantine for the duration of this trip. Yeah, I'll go across the border and I'll just shout it at you from, from the a, other side. That's okay. <clears throat> you, you go, collect your findings, and then come back to us in our, like, test tubes and explain to us what you've discovered. <laughs> this is not the first time I've been stuck at the border of a country and not allowed entry. And damn it, it won't be the last. There's some, <laughs> if I if I have learned anything, there are going to be some magazines with word puzzles, and there's a bench you can lie down on. And they bring you sandwiches, if you ask. Do we have to take turns with the bench? Because you can pile on top of each other. Yeah. It's it's either everybody piles on, or everybody takes turns. So, you can take turns with the magazines and the bench. One person's on crossword puzzle duty, and the other person's on bench duty. If we solve the crossword puzzle, they'll let us free. Let's see if we can get the story that way. <laughs> like tell it through crossword? Yeah. Now today's tale is The Useless Wagoner. It's from Hungary, and it's collected in the fairy tales of Eastern Europe, selected and retold by Neil Philip. I could not find a lot of information on this one, other than references to the fact that it has been in collections of Hungarian folk tales, and I also could not find anything on Neil Philip. Other than the fact that he has written a couple of these collections, I think mostly aimed at children. Hmm. But he did not merit a Wikipedia page, so Neil Philip, if you're out there, do better. Let's see if we can change that. Neil Philip, you're about to blow up. Get that man a Wikipedia page. Everybody on the internet who's better at stalking than I am, find everything you can about Neil Philip and throw it onto Wikipedia. I know a lot of useless wagoners. Do you? Pretty much everybody I know is a useless wagoner. I mean, that would be true if wagoning was our profession. Yeah, but like, I'm a useless wagoner. I'm useless at wagoning. I think it's different to be useless at something and to be a useless that thing. But it doesn't work if you do it that way. The bit only works if you take it my way. (laughs) (laughs) We'll restructure reality for your your punchline. We'll keep keep going. Uh, So, no Arn Thompson type that I could really suss out for this. We can make up our own listeners more familiar with the Arn Thompson system than our lazy interneting can maybe answer us, since we have some folklorists out there listening to us and shaking their heads. They don't want to help us. (laughs) They just want to watch us dangle in the wind. They're they're mostly listening to this to keep an eye on us and make sure (laughs) we don't drag the good name of folklore too far through the mud. They want to make sure that we don't retroactively destroy folklore. Like every once in a while, they check their favorite tales to make sure that they're still in books. <laughs> right. If you read them wrong, it will retroactively change them. Through every the, book is the never-ending story. Through the power of oral storytelling. All right, you guys ready to slog your way through this one? Sure. Once in the world, there was a king, and he had a useless wagoner who never and never did anything but frolic in the tavern. So, both nevers. For the whole standing day, and all the ocean great night, whatever that means. Some James Joyce level (laughs) wordplay. And in order to justify this to himself, he would often think to himself that there's really no need for him to do any work because the king has plenty of money, so of course he can afford to pay his salary for nothing. How did he come to be a wagoner? It doesn't seem like he has many transferable skills into nope. that profession. Yeah, we don't get a lot of backstory for his, you know, getting into this profession. Nor do we get a name. I feel like he could do a lot better as a hype man. He could probably do a lot better as a lot of things. 
That's my first impression. So the king eventually grew tired of this behavior because I guess he really wanted wagoning to happen. And he called the useless wagoner and scolded him. But the devil will find his way into idle people. And so it was in him and there was going to be no driving him to work. Is that a euphemism? For what? Butt stuff. (laughs) I don't think in this (coughs) instance that that is the case. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I think it's something about like the devil is an idle hens or whatever. I don't think the devil is literally a character in this one. Like, yeah, that's, that's butt stuff. Okay. Idle hands means butt stuff. All right. Well, means butt stuff happens. Because he had experienced butt stuff, apparently, there was going to be no driving him to work. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is a much different story now. <laughs> Suddenly. That's, hey, the story says the devil was in him, and that's why there is no driving him to work. You guys are saying that means butt stuff. Therefore, hey, remember that thing that I said about erasing stories retroactively? <laughs> I think that just happened. That's what we're doing. Uh, so, after receiving his scolding, he went back and frolicked just like he did before. So, more quaffing, I guess, in the taverns. <clears throat> it was a reward for owning up briefly to his responsibilities. Of showing up for a scolding? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. I think. I think that's my... That's my method. Now he needs to decompress after taking in all of that <laughs> that negative uh, yeah, his, critique. His chakras are going to be super locked after that. He's just got to dance. He's got <laughs> to gotta, feel the wind on his skin. He's got to like mellow out his chi a little bit. This man might be a guru. Probably true. But the king is going to solve this in typical king fashion by resolving to take his life. Um... <laughs> But Long time coming. In king slash giant fashion, he can't just do this. So he calls him up and yells at him, Do you hear me, work-shy, useless wagoner? Just calls him on the cell? Yeah, I guess so. Or, or has him come to his presence. Got him on speed dial. He just tweets him so everyone can see it. <laughs> uh, so he says, Do you hear me, work-shy, useless wagoner, you hopeless son of a no-good mother? If within a day you do not make for me a 300-gallon cask without one joint or seam, I'll impale you on a stake. I think that's more than 140 characters. Yeah. He's, he's going to have to edit that down. He's not on tweet it. He's not on Twitter. Well, if he, uh, if he shortens the useless wagoner's name to UW, like at UW. Hey, Wago. <laughs> Get your butt over here. You were like eight years late to work. He has to make a 300-gallon cask. With no joints or seams. Is that is that in his purview? I don't know that that falls under wagoning That seems like... Jurisdiction. Like, if you were a cooper, you would do that. I'm sure that he transports casks, or would if he did his job. Yeah. But the actual construction, I don't think, would fall on him. Yeah. Maybe this is just a way to get around needing some sort of justice system in place. (laughs) Sure. If you can create a task and they sign the user agreement without reading all the fine print, then you have the right to impale them on whatever you want. That is still how Hungary works today. Uh, So the useless wagoner didn't say a word to this, but put a hamper on his back, took a cutting axe in his hand, and strolled into the forest to find a tree fit to make a 300-gallon cask. When he got to the forest, he was hungry and he was tired. So instead of starting his work, he sits down under a large sadie tree, opens his hamper, and begins to eat his lunch. Yeah, I get it. 
Uh, apparently it was a large lunch that he brought with him because he ate and ate and ate until from some corner or another a little fox came and begged for food. Just brought a tub of fettuccine alfredo with him to work. He had a whole like KFC <laughs> family <laughs> thing. Um, so he, he shares his food with a fox uh, with the phrase, the food came here, it will stay here. Does that mean butt stuff? But the other kind? <laughs> Reverse butt stuff poop yes yeah probably when the fox had finished eating she said are you listening useless uh wagoner so everyone kind of starts talking to him with like do you hear me or are you listening so i wonder if he's just like staring off into nothing for <laughs> just assume that he's not yeah uh, are you listening useless wagoner you have taken pity on me so i will take pity on you you haven't told me this, but I happen to know why you're here, and also that the king schemes to kill you. It was in that user agreement you weren't paying attention to. <laughs> but he'll not manage it this time, for I'll help you out of your trouble by making the cask for you. Now just lie down and rest. Uh, thanks, I guess, Fox. Do you know, like, <laughs> how, how to the, do that? This has to be done real good, or he's going to kill me. Well, useless Wagoner does not worry about this, but does like the, uh... He wakes up, and the... Uh, the fox has just piled a bunch of leaves in front of him. <laughs> Did I do good? <laughs> Here you go. Taken care of. Here's a dead vole in the bar- bargain. I hunted it myself. Uh, we went Dutch on <laughs> dinner. <laughs> so he, he takes a nap because that's his modus operandi. And the fox does make the cask somehow. And when it was finished, the useless wagoner woke up, took the cask home, and gave it to the king who, after looking at the cask, dropped his eyes and lip like a sheep, for neither father, grandfather, or great-grandfather had seen such a cunningly made cask. So this fox is a master craftsman. I should swap places. And not for gold could seam or joint be seen in it. So... This is going to turn into a ratatouille situation. (laughs) Where the fox is... Where the fox is controlling this wagoner, because that's his dream. (laughs) The fox has always wanted to do random tasks set to somebody yeah. by a king. Yeah. The fox wants to be threatened by royalty. <laughs> I understand now why they had to call in Brad Bird to maybe punch up the script of Ratatouille a bit. <laughs> it's a little hard to follow in its original <laughs> incarnation. This was draft one. So the king summoned the useless wagoner again because his bloodlust is not sated and threatens that if within a day he doesn't make a chariot that goes by itself without any horses, he'll break him on a wheel. Is that fair? This guy is doing that thing where you flip a coin, but you you do the one that you want to do anyway. He really just wants to kill the wagoner. <laughs> yeah. But now the wagoner has to invent the car. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, he's got, he said, to, he's got to make the Model T. Said, bring, bring me some kind of horseless carriage. Uh, the useless wagoner said nothing again, grabbed his stuff, brought it into the forest, and, you know, this is another long walk, so he's hungry and tired once more. Who wants to do this for me? <laughs> so he, he shouted at the woodland critters. Woodland animals, help. He sits down, and he eats... And eats and eats until the fox comes back and begs for food again. Uh, He shares it with the fox, and the fox once again says, Hey, no, that king's trying to kill you, so I'll build this thing. You just just rest easy there. You work hard. He's really got this fox over a barrel. No. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it the other way around? Man, he's really got this fox in the trunk of a car. With, like... 
tape on his mouth and a knife in his shoulder. You haven't even had <laughs> NyQuil yet. <laughs> this isn't even Is that not a medicine. phrase? Is that not a phrase? That's that's pretty common Hungarian expression. I feel like more than once in my life I ever heard someone said, Man, you're a fox in a trunk with a knife in your shoulder, aren't you? Got all the tape in the mouth. I mean, that is, that's just <laughs> trimming. And you're tied up because people found out about us. And it might be too late, but I'm going to take care of this the only way I know how. That old adage. It's when, yeah. uh, it's when Ilvis really got serious about finding out what the fox says. <laughs> you're going to talk, that's, damn it. That's a really serious song. That fox does hold an ancient mystery. And it's this story. If, what what does the fox say? It says this. It says this whole story. And that's why they don't talk very often. Because it needs it needs justice. And more fettuccine. Yeah, which we'll come back to that. But uh, so he takes a nap, and the fox makes the chariot, then wakes him up and says that he only has to step into the chariot and command it to stop in the king's courtyard, and it will go do that, and it won't stop until it gets there. Uh, he also gives the guy a whistle to blow if he ever gets in trouble. Can it do sick donuts? Maybe. Can it Tokyo drift? <laughs> is this... They just invented the car. Like, <laughs> give him a little is... while to figure out how to abuse the head. Is this king trying to stage the first Fast and the Furious movie? I'm sure he'll think about it after he sees this thing. Like, they, they didn't invent the Model T and then be like, hmm... Yeah, they did. How can we? Yeah. Next thing was like, boy, wouldn't it be sweet if you could power drift in these and <laughs> race them under trucks? To this. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to the first performance of Ye Old Swift and the Ornery. <laughs> first, first, like, what's his name? Guy, Henry Ford. He sat down in the Model T and he's like, okay, let's engage the. Ain't gear thrusters and then the next phrase he said was like just slam the torque onto the nitro boost please welcome from the kingdom in the west sir vincent of diesel (laughs) hail and well met good sir humbly welcome you to ye old chariot races featuring rocket thrusters So the useless Wagner thanked the fox and took the chariot to the king's courtyard. The king saw the chariot and said nothing, shook his head, and turned on the useless Wagner in a rage and shouts, Useless Wagner, devil take you! Uh, For doing exactly what he wanted and creating this minor miracle of technology. He didn't do what he wanted. He didn't want him to succeed. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) He failed him... Yeah, He very desperately wants to feel the the life drain... (laughs) From the wagoner's throat. I don't need any of this shit that this, I asked for. I just need this an king, excuse to kill you. This exactly. king is some kind of weird vampire with very complicated rules. So, uh, useless wagoner, devil take you. In my stable, there are a hundred hares. And if you do not herd them for five days, if you do not drive them afield in the morning and bring them back at night so that not one shall be missing from the hundred, I'll strike off your head. Hairs like bunnies? Yeah. He just has a hundred of them hanging out in his stable. (laughs) I sense... I sense some complications in the future. (laughs) Yeah. Bet the fox is going to be really on board with this plan. I think this king might be a weird hoarder. Like, is this... hairs aren't a, a good 
hurting animal. Before there were no, crazy cat ladies, there were crazy bunny kings. You can't milk a hare. If you try no. hard enough, you can. No one darest enter the castle of the mad, mad bunny king. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are mammals. They've got breast milk somewhere in them. <laughs> you just gotta you puncture them with a sword to find it. <laughs> He's gotta look real hard. Hey, they're like just... juice boxes. <laughs> yeah, they're tiny. They're like tiny hopping Capri Sun pouches. Yeah. I like how you somehow turn this into a reenactment of Meet the Parents. Uh, yeah. Uh, unless it sounds it's... like a grizzled old like Hollywood exec. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, these these moving pictures. <laughs> you just meet somebody and you milk a cat, day in day out. The movies aren't what they used to be. Back in my day, we just read about milking hares. <laughs> Kids don't appreciate what they've got. Yeah, unless these are angora rabbits, there's really no benefit to owning a herd of a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> they just eat your crops like they're anti-useful. You can eat them. How else is the king going to control the vegetable market? <laughs> He's got to generate scarcity <laughs> with his bunny army. So useless. <laughs> just, I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> He's actively creating food scarcities for his serfs. It's a sign of a good leader. <laughs> It starts, starts with holding praise and food. That's what Obama's doing to us right now. Starts famines to keep them in line. If they're hungry, they can't think too hard about revolution. They're having one too many kids, I think. Uh, so the useless Wagner could do nothing and has to go against his will because he had to. And it's very clear that this is not anything he wants. Um... He takes the hares out of the stable and drives them afield. Once they reach the field, so he Does made he it there. Does he use his crazy chitty chitty bang bang car? No, the <laughs> king owns that now. Okay. Uh, once they hit the field, the rabbits ran in as or the hares ran in as many directions as there were hares. So each of them <laughs> was unique. That's pretty cool. Uh, the useless Wagner ran after one and then another, but couldn't bring any of them back. And then just left the kingdom. <laughs> That would probably be the better option. He's gonna blow his help whistle. So it's already getting late because he spent most of the day running after individual hares. Uh, it's time to go home. So he was very sad and wanted to end his own life because why give the king the pleasure? Sure. <laughs> so he put his hand in his shirt to take out the clasped knife that he keeps there. <laughs> his cyanide tooth. Just a dagger next to his heart. Right. His plan is to strike himself in the heart, but instead his fingers find the whistle that the fox gave him. So he blows into the whistle, and the hares run up to him, now tame as pet lambs. So he just, like, reached for the knife, hit the whistle, and just went, ah, this is good enough. I'll do this instead. If what I think is about to happen, I'm going to have to give that fox a slow clap. (laughs) So he drives the now tame hares home. The king stands at the gate because he's got nothing better to do but individually count every single one of these hairs to make sure not one of them is missing, and all hundred are there. I mean, he's been itching for, he's been itching to murder for days. He really wants to get this done. 
The sooner the better. So, King's pissed about this, uh, but there's still four more days, so he can screw up tomorrow, maybe. Uh, the next day, he herds the hares back out and lets them run wild since he had the whistle, so there's no need to chase them, and he just laid down in the field and slept while the hares did hare stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, the king is not sleeping, but racking his brain for ways to destroy the useless wagoner. I mean... <clears throat> Losing sight of a hare is not the only way to lose that rabbit. <laughs> like, you still have to sort of pay attention to what's happening. You can't just go to sleep. You <laughs> can't just, like, let a bear eat them all. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the king could go, like, sawed snake style into the woods and take out a couple of them. Yeah, the king should have had him invent a rifle first. <laughs> <laughs> first, I need you to invent what I call a sniper rifle. <laughs> Uh, So he comes upon an idea and calls his only and dearly beloved daughter to ask her a great favor. Who is this? The king. Okay. The king asks his daughter to dress in peasant's clothes, go out into the field where she'll find the useless wagoner, and beg from him one of the hares. If he won't give it for a good word or money, he might give it for a kiss, but don't come home to me without the hare even if he asks a piece of your body for it. Wow. So, <clears throat> King is now prostituting his one and only daughter and heir for an excuse to kill this wagoner if he says, for missing a hair. If he says jump, you say how high. If he says butt stuff, <laughs> you just give. You just say thumbs up. So his daughter dresses up as a peasant and goes to the field where she finds the sleeping useless wagoner, and she, and doesn't just kill him. No, she kicks him. That would him. be easy. She does kick him. Okay. <laughs> She kicks him. He get wakes your rocks up. off a little bit. He wakes up and sees immediately who she is. <laughs> Did not fall for that disguise. Not even a little bit. Uh, and he greets her as the princess. Hey, so, princess, why are you dressed like a garbage person? <laughs> she's, she's, why are you a trash human? Hey, princess, you look like shit today. <laughs> she says, uh, good day, Herr Herod. And he says, good day, king's daughter. And she, I guess, is just committed to this bit. Not I, sir. <laughs> she doesn't protest. She's just going to keep going and ask for a hair. And he says, sure, but only if I get three kisses from you and then I can return three kisses. She says, well, daddy says I have to. So she trades the kisses for the hair and she runs home real proud of herself. But just as her hand touches the latch to open the gate, the hair herd is his new name from this point forward. Sounded the whistle, and the hare jumped out of her arms and joined the rest of the flock of hares. I guess guess they're in a flock. You cheated her. She got herself pumped full of halitosis for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the king's waiting at the gate and counts all the hares again, and is very angry that all hundred are there. So the next day, he goes to his wife and asks her to dress as a peasant and get a hare... (sighs) At any cost, even (laughs) if it's a piece of her flesh. Did she not explain why the plan didn't work? He doesn't talk to his daughter except to order her to prostitute herself for things he wants. Poor disguise. That's why. Disguise wasn't good enough. At the end of the day, he doesn't go to her and say, Hey, where's that hair? She's like, I don't have it. To my knowledge, she did not ask her any questions, nor did he execute her. So, (laughs) She's got that going. (laughs) We're good on that. He just... He tells his people to do something, and then he never checks up on that, because he's too busy checking up on this one useless wagoner. 
who he could have just fired and replaced. I don't know if the Wagoner has tenure. <laughs> like, what the deal is here? Um, so, goes to the queen. Same deal. Uh, queen dresses up as a peasant, finds the useless Wagoner asleep in the field, kicks him. He recognizes her also and greets her as the queen, so she should know that he knows who she is. What's the happy haps, Queenie Beanie? <laughs> Can I have a, one of these hairs? And he says, sure, in exchange for the, the same three kisses is, price. Is she committed to the peasant bit? They don't respond at all. Like, <clears throat> I don't protest that, no, we're actually a peasant. You must they're... be mistaken. <coughs> oh, how flattering. They're I just, need they're... this for soup. They, they just, just have a script. Yeah, they just they're keep not, going. They're not yes-anding very well. No, they're just... They know what they're supposed to do, and that's all they're going to do. They're not handling unexpected things very well. Maybe this guy just wants to, like, role-play a decent scene. <laughs> uh, so, he trades the hair for the same amount of kisses, so there's no inflation. Hi. Uh, so, Audacity just ate part of the recording while we were trying to do the show, so I'm going to fill you in on what you're missing. Just pretend like the exact same events that happened with the daughter are going to happen with the queen as well. Like literally exactly the same events, note for note, beat for beat, pretty much line for line. Because that's how all of these stories go. They're repetitive and they have no point and they go on way too long and they never... (sighs) Sorry. I've I've heard so many of these by now and I don't know when this is going to end. Somebody please help us. Anyway... Let's get back to the story. Uh, so the next day, it's the king's turn to put on the dress because he's run out of family. <laughs> he's run out of women. <laughs> Just knows the two. So he he puts on the peasant's dress and goes. I guess it speaks to his character that he doesn't know any actual prostitutes. <laughs> this is like that scene at the end of Boondock Saints where. What's his name? Willem Dafoe dresses himself up as a lady and goes to get stuff done. So this king starts running at this wagoner through the field, uh, like cream dripping off of his face, and just shouts, Hello! (laughs) Hello, wagons man! Basically. (laughs) So he also asks if he can have a hair, and the hair herd... Uh, charges him the newly inflated price, because hairs are in high demand, of wearing out 12 rods on his back. <laughs> the king is real devoted to this peasant disguise, <laughs> and apparently can do nothing but take the beating. So he's laying there on the ground while the useless Wagner's wailing on him with rod after rod. Maybe it is in that moment that he realizes, like, I dig this. <laughs> this is doing it for me. <laughs> Maybe. I'm getting somewhere. The whole time he's fantasizing about the revenge he's going to take on the, the useless Wagner, because he's totally going to get that hair. No, oh, I'll be good. This guy's like deep, deep, deep into some weird stuff. <laughs> so he gets the hair, um, and when his hand touches the latch, the whistle blows and the hair runs back to the flock. So, the next day is the fifth and final time that the useless Wagner has to herd the hares. So, so the king's army just goes and fills them with crossbow bolts. <laughs> uh, so the king mounts 
The chariot without horses and drives it to the useless Wagner in the middle of his <laughs> herding day. He's just going to run over some rabbits. <clears throat> Suddenly Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing three empty bags with him. He gets... He gets Shiny and chrome! <laughs> just doing donuts over rabbits. <laughs> Witness what a lovely, me. lovely day. Yeah. Witness me. <laughs> oh, what a day. Uh, so he brings three empty bags with him and gets to the field and shouts, Do you hear me, you this and that kind of work shy hair herd? If you do not fill these three bags with truth, I will strike off your head. So he's like changing up the, the game in the middle of day five. It's uh, like worst cooks in America. Yeah. If you're not prepared for a twist, then you don't deserve to be here. <laughs> so the useless Wagner answers to this uh, need to fill these three bags with truth somehow. Um, he just farts in all three of them. <laughs> he says, the king's daughter... <laughs> <laughs> Open these up, one at a time. Uh, he answers, the king's daughter came out, I gave her, and she gave me. The queen came, I gave her, and she gave me. The king came, I gave him, and he... The king shouts, stop, stop, in the middle of this, because he does not want to hear, I guess, the implied pornography. I don't know what that, the problem is with that phrase. He's not accepting of his true self. Stop, stop. The three bags are full, and I'd rather be in hell than hear your words. <laughs> that was not a very difficult task. No. Um, but this chariot that goes where you tell it to hears this and starts off never stopping till it takes the king to the bottom of hell. <laughs> oh, he actually just goes there? Yeah, the king's in hell now. Oh. And the useless Wagner goes home, abandoning the bunnies, I guess. <laughs> I mean, just, whatever. He just hucks a, the whistle off a cliff. Well, I mean, Don't need this shit anymore. He'd at least sell them. And then he, he just marries the king's daughter. <laughs> you. <laughs> you and me. Your dad's in hell. We're being married now. He said it was cool. Uh, he becomes king and reigns yet with his queen unless he is dead. The end. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like, and he's still around or not. Whatever. <laughs> Hard to say. All right. Let's pick this one apart. <laughs> My first question is, what kind of a union is this wagon worker in? Yeah. Like, what What are the terms of his employment that he can't just be easily replaced with a new wagoner if the king needs a wagoner that bad? Like, it is written into his contract somewhere that the only way he could lose his job is through a complicated and arbitrary test of inane skills. <laughs> Resulting in murder? I'm not sure that he... He necessarily needed him to do work. It didn't seem that pressing. He's just one of those bosses that doesn't like people sitting around doing nothing. I guess so. Like, he didn't need any wagoning to occur. If you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that phrase. So otherwise, you'd think he'd have him do wagoner tasks on pain of death, because that would solve <laughs> his problem. They were, like, tangentially related. He doesn't need wagon stuff anymore. He has a car, basically. That transcends planes. <laughs> he has a self-driving chariot that can take him to other dimensions. <laughs> that he wasn't pleased about at all. 
I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, he, he... I feel like he should have... Like, if that doesn't earn him his job, then what does? Yeah, like, obviously this wagoner might be useless as a wagoner, but he has... But he just transcended some, uh, science and magic. Right, he's got some other skills you could maybe put to use as a king. Can you make a hundred more of these for my army? Yeah, we're gonna go take over So the we can conquer hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What happened to the fox? Got its KFC and left. I was pretty sure that the fox was playing a long con and just getting him to gather rabbits up with a whistle yeah. so he could go to town on them. Yeah, I was pretty sure as soon as he blew the whistle, that fox was going to be there. And Well, he did kind of abandon the rabbits to just like collect the king's daughter as a prize. So <laughs> Maybe the fox got his in the end. <laughs> Fox has got the whistle now. That can be our head cannon. <laughs> what was it like when he came back to the castle after the king was gone? Wouldn't it be hard to pitch that to the daughter? I don't. He just like goes in and it's like, "You, we're getting married now. I know this castle is prepared for a wedding within <clears throat> an hour." Hey, your dad went to a hellscape on my magic chariot. Apparently, he can't come back. I'm assuming as much anyway. So, anyway, yeah, we're married now. He can't tell the chariot to go somewhere else, yeah, I guess. I guess. Chariot stops working after it, like, breaches the hell dimension. <laughs> Maybe he did that on purpose. He loses the Wi Fi signal. Is this a super long con by the wagoner? To become king? Yeah. He clearly benefits from this. I mean, yeah. His motivation in the beginning <coughs> is specifically there's no need to work because the king is rich. Yeah, now he's the king, and I mean, he's still that would, rich. That would be a pretty sweet deterrent to future wars. What? Last guy who sat in this chair, I sent him to hell. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> yeah, I put him in a magic car that took him off to hell. My big question is: in this, is why does the wagoner really deserve any of the good fortune? He's received. Oh, he doesn't at all. <laughs> Not at all. Because he didn't learn any lessons. <laughs> no. He actively got worse. He apparently had a ton of food, so it was no major sacrifice for him to give some of that to the fox. And he didn't give a ton of it to the fox. This was like a bread roll and maybe a piece of chicken or something. Feed stray animals. That's the boro. That's as close as we got. That's <laughs> as close as I can figure. Fuck your sign, or... zoo. I'm gonna do what I want. I just, I just love how he got himself into this mess by being super lazy, and, and then... just he just doubled down on laziness, <laughs> yeah. and it got him into kingship. So I guess if you're gonna be lazy, like go as far into it as possible. Just you, just you do you. Whatever that is, just keep being you. Yeah. Rather than improving in any way or learning any lessons, he became less conscious. <laughs> like he is conscious for less of the day. Yeah, he just, he traded up in jobs to start with, I guess. I mean, he was really doing nothing in both of them. Yeah, it didn't really matter. But I just love how the fox's first thing is, hey, you fed me, so that's cool. I'm going to save you. You take a nap now. <laughs> you just go off to sleep. Let me handle this. You you worked hard today, boo. Probably. <laughs> you walked into this forest. I mean, he benefited the most. Is there any way he could have seen this coming? The quickness with which he marches off to the castle to marry the king's daughter. That's a, that's a man with a plan. He's gonna strike fly. while the iron's hot. <laughs> he sees his moment and he just goes for it. Or maybe he's just super good at 
seizing opportunities as they show up. So they didn't. He didn't plan any of this, but it's like, oh, he knows I, a good deal when he sees it. There's a power vacuum. <laughs> Better go fill it before anyone else finds out. Since I have the cutting edge knowledge, the king went to hell. What do you think his reign was like? Um, Apparently long. Yeah, they didn't do any wars or anything else. <clears throat> Vegetation thrived. Now that the rabbit scourge had been quelled, <laughs> everybody was able to eat. Maybe that's that was it. Yeah, just by by means of feeding a hundred hares to a fox inadvertently, he, he solved the hunger created crisis. Created a food that, surplus that the king had created and ensured his reign. I am thinking, and I probably shouldn't be because I'm scaring myself. But I'm thinking about the rest of those rabbits' existence. Like they see a fox approaching, and they start to try to flee, but, but then are beckoned towards its open maw. Yeah, and can like, do nothing about it. If that fox could make one of those whistles, it could totally make a second one. Like I, I, I picture the fox singing, "Here comes Peter Cottontail," like a la. Clockwork Orange. Isn't before devouring? Isn't there like a ghost vacuum in Mario? <laughs> that's Luigi what, has one. Yeah, that's what this is. Just a rabbit vacuum. They also never explain the fox. Like in a lot of these tales, it says, "Oh, it was secretly a fairy the whole time." But as far as we know, this is just a regular fox who it was just a fantastic fox. Is a master cast yeah. person and a gentleman. Yes, well, lady, a fox. gentle lady. Fox is a female. I hope this the new king slash wagoner, the king wagoner, we found that fox again and employed her in some capacity. As, as vizier. Yeah, his, as like chief or sultan-in-law or something. I hope his king name <coughs> is Useless Wagoner. Like, king Useless Wagoner. He changed his name to Eustace. Eustace Wagner. Because <laughs> everyone refers to him as that. But they all start talking to him with... Do you hear me or listen to me, useless wagoner? And he showed all of them. Got with the princess and her mom first. That's true. He's made out with both of them. <laughs> he just had to let the king know before he sent him off. You think he whispers that to his wife every night? I missed out with your mom. He's manipulative enough. Oh, man. I just had a horrible thought. I made out with your mom and I got to second base with your dad. (laughs) (laughs) In a manner of speaking. I just had the horrible image of him like, threesome? What do you say? She's single now. Your dad's in hell. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I sent him there. (laughs) I I caused him to go. Aren't you happy? I gave her and she gave me is very suggestive language. It is very suggestive. That seems more than just like... Yeah, I made her kiss me. I don't know if it implies that more happened, because he had to fill this bag with truths, assuming that this is a thing the king could actually measure, and he didn't just, like, grab three potato sacks. <laughs> well. And assume that whatever the the useless wagoner threw in them would be true. But if the bags actually only take truths, then this implies that more than kissing happened. The king also, like, you have that check loaded gun with the king saying, get the hair at any cost, even if it's your body. Yeah. I mean, I guess that could mean, like, if he wants to, like, physically cut off. Like, if he asks for a hand or something. Yeah. 
You have to give it to him. Like I don't, I don't care if you come back with stumps. Just come back with a rabbit held in those stumps. <laughs> that was more explicit with his with the queen. Yeah. The going rate is one hair for one fingy. He's just quartered the market on rabbits overnight. <laughs> He's a monopoly. This is what happens when banks are too big to fail. Is it? <laughs> sure. I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of accidental ways the useless Wagner could have met his death too. The king was so focused on killing him. Like having his throat torn out by a fox <laughs> while he slept in the middle of the day. Yeah. Or poisoning the multitudes of food he eats. <laughs> then he like goes out into the wilderness, eats the poisoned food, dies there, gets mauled by wildlife trying to feed on him. No one knows. They didn't have forensic scientists. I mean, like, not. Like obviously the king could have killed him more directly. Have we agreed on why we think he didn't, like, why he can't just have him killed or fired? Tenure? Something like that. <laughs> it must be. I can think of no other rational explanation. Yeah, once you're a tenured professor or a wagoner, then the only way to get you out of your position is execution for failing to meet a task for which the consequences explicitly stated is execution. And what? that can just keep happening until you do fail a task. What should the king have had him do? Wagoner stuff, Jump maybe. to the moon! <laughs> like, just do your job for a day. For a whole day. Maybe he should have been observed. I mean, maybe that's the, the kick in the pants that he needs. Like, do your job for a day. And then he comes back, he's like, alright. And then they just do that at infinitum. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every, every day, day it's like, what's my task for today? Do your job? <laughs> or I'll execute you. That's how I feel every day of my life. Like, none of this stuff is stuff he wants. He doesn't need a cask. He doesn't use it for anything. He could. I mean, I'm, I'm sure... I mean, once he's got it, why not? I'm sure now that it's in his treasury, he'll find a use for it, but he didn't need it. He was more mad to get it than happy. Same with yeah, the, I guess he the could chariot. At least, he could at least ask for stuff that he wants or needs. I like that he was mad about getting the chariot, but that does not stop him from putting around in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's I still mean, pretty dope. I mean, obviously you're going to ride it. As he grumbles to himself. <laughs> Stupid wagoner. <laughs> I think the king got a hundred hairs to stay in a stable. Just bred them into it. <clears throat> it doesn't sound like they were getting a lot of exercise until this point. They were just like crammed in there. Yeah. Uh, like a year ago, he put two rabbits in. <laughs> yeah, now there's now there's a hundred. Oops, guess I should find a herd for a herdsman for this. I want to be a rabbit herder. No, I don't. Never mind. Train the bunnies to do those bunny obstacle courses. I want to get to play with bunnies every day for a job. How's that? But I don't want them to be able to go anywhere. You want to be covered in bunnies <laughs> no, every day. No herding. Just cover me in stasis bunnies. <laughs> but bunnies that can't poop or pee. So stuffed. I need them. I need that bread out first, because otherwise that's filthy. You need bunnies whose anuses are purely decorative. Yeah. Just need reanimated death bunnies that have already died and don't need to eat anymore. That's taxidermy. You just want a bunch of taxidermied rabbits. That's necromancy. Surrounding you. Yeah, I think I'm mostly mad that he gets everything he wants and didn't have to learn to do his real job at all. Like, the moral of the story is if you're a little bit nice to some things, then... Shit will go your way. They'll just take care of you until you all, get what you want. It's all it takes. <coughs> Be a little nice sometimes and you can just coast forever. <laughs> Isn't that what life is all about, though? 
just being like the bare minimum of nice. I said the devil was in him, and then he sent a guy to hell later. It's true. It's well, foreshadowing. Was he a demon? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Did he like bewitch this fox? That's my explanation. This man is a demon. <laughs> And he just brought everybody under his dark powers to make them do what he wants so he could be king. Yeah, that makes sense. And he just stoked the king's rage with all his gifts. Like, they had demon powers in them that made him angrier and angrier. You think it was only being lazy that angered the king? Like, that was the sole thing? Is that what it says? Pretty sure. He's just mad because he doesn't do his job. And then he gave him one chance with a scolding and he goes right back to lazing about in the taverns and then that's when the king's like no i gotta kill this guy (laughs) one day is enough and then with each failed excuse for killing him he just mattered mattered until it's his entire worldview (laughs) he's killing this one useless employee while ignoring the rest of his kingdom and responsibilities he is elmer fudd yeah basically (laughs) he's tunnel visioned on one thing you guys have any other points I am rapidly deteriorating now. Yeah. Okay. I do not. Yeah, we can we can end this before we lose Tyler. All so right. we'll see you next week with a whole new tale and maybe in better health. Probably. Let's hope so. Here's hoping. Let's cram you full of medicine. Happily ever after. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash WT Folklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.